0: Today is a day of celebrating, and uh, as much as just uh, preaching, I just wanted to spend some time reminding us, church, of this journey that we embarked upon in May of 2013 of expanding our facility, and I want to go on a journey kind of through history because some of you have been with us through the whole journey. Some of you remember when we were in the, the machine shop, Dealing with the oily, gassy smell and burning candles to make it smell better for the gathering we were having that night. There's a few of you still here at that time. Some of you remember us loading up one trailer of equipment and then going to Metalthorpe Elementary School and unloading that. And then you remember when we got two trailers of equipment and we were unloading two trailers and then setting those up and tearing those down every single week. And then some of you are, are newer on the journey, like I don't know any of the story or, or the history of Centerpoint. And so when we gather in a time like this to celebrate a a milestone, it's good to look back because we are not here today just because of what we're doing. We are here because of those who have gone before us. And it's good to honor those who have gone before us remember the, the foot soldiers that have gone before us because now we pick up the task where Center Point is at at 14 years of age and we get to carry that forward. So as we look back, as many times we can see the goodness of God, I don't know if you realize it, but sometimes when you're in the midst of a journey, good, bad, or indifferent, sometimes it's hard to see God's hand working in the middle of that. But then when you get away from the situation or you move on down, you look back and go, oh my goodness, God was all over that situation. And God has been all over this journey as a church. 2001, the Bluegrass Christian Men's Fellowship buys this piece of property, 18 acres of land that was just a grassy old horse farm farm that wasn't even being used for horses anymore with one simple farm road that went all the way back and actually went into the back of Masterson Station and went that far and curved on back there. And they had a dream to say, we need a church on this side of town. And some people said, you're crazy. Some of them are like, why would you put a church on the northwest side of Lexington? There's nothing happening out there. How many people live on this quadrant, this side of town? Raise your hand. There's nothing happening over here, is there? (laughs) There's no rooftops, There's no new rooftops going up. And so there was a group of men who had some vision and some future uh, thinking. And they said, we got to have a church on that side of town because it's basically a whole other little city within a city on this side of town. And so they dreamed of that. And they worked out a deal that was that was quite remarkable for it to even happen. But in order to get the deal done, because the Bluegrass Christian Men's Fellowship did not have uh, property or equipment or or anything, they had to have churches who said, "We'll sign on a note to buy this piece of property for five hundred and forty thousand dollars at eighteen acres." And so Broadway Christian Church, you all familiar with that downtown, right? Broadway Christian Church. Gardenside Christian Church, Tate's Creek Christian Church, and Southern Acres Christian Church, they all had church-wide votes and said, we'll put our name on the line so they can buy that piece of property. And they were people who many of us have never met. And I was actually living in Finley, Ohio when they started planting this church, started thinking about planting this church. And I didn't know many of the people who dreamed of having a church out here one day and having God's word proclaimed out here one day and, and seeing children come to Jesus and, and people getting baptized. There were people that were way before you and I who dreamed of one day this kind of thing happening. And then 2004, we moved to Lexington in 2000 served on staff at church here in town. 2004, the Men's Fellowship, hey, said, Brian and Brian of Bolton, why don't you all plant this church? You guys can do this. And we were young and a little bit crazy. And so we jumped out. And we said, well, let's do this. And so me and my wife and my three kids who were in diapers and pull-ups, so may I say they weren't much help. And they didn't have much of a vote in it. Um, I don't know how they would have voted if it was today. Luke graduated from high school on Friday night. And one thing he told me, he said, Dad, he said, my opinion counts now. You've got to listen to me. <laughs> Wrong, son. Get out of my house. No, that's what we said. That's what he said. Um, I think when he was three or four years old, we did this. His opinion, I don't even know what it meant. You know, he didn't know. But um, how much fun it is to go on this kind of journey. And then God has provided for this church in some very miraculous ways. And there's no other way than a miraculous thing. Robert Johnson was a man who lived at Sayre Christian Village. And would not go to the Bluegrass Christian Men's Fellowship meetings because they met in churches and they ate in the churches. He said, I like what you're doing, you're planting churches, but I don't like eating in the churches. And so he believed in what they were doing, but didn't like necessarily their methodology of meeting at churches and having meals together. But Robert Johnson heard about this church plant, and one day I get a phone call, all the blue Brian, I, 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 this is so and so, I am the nephew or the niece of Robert Johnson, and I'm the executor of his will, and Robert Johnson left you all some money. Oh, really? Like what kind of money are we talking about? Hundred and sixty thousand dollars. And as the story goes, Robert Johnson, living at Sayre Christian Village, needed a new truck, and he's told his kids, uh, and his kids would come, "Dad, you should just buy the truck, buy a truck." And you know, I'm not gonna buy a truck. This thing's fine. He would run an extension cord out of his window, put a heater in his vehicle to warm it up to drive down to McDonald's to get a cup of coffee, while all along he's saving money. He had a He could have bought a truck. He would use paper towels, wipe off his counter, and then lay them out to dry to reuse them. And he knew of a church on this side of town. I never met Robert Johnson. Met his niece at one time when she then presented the money to us. That's a miracle. You know what, that came at just the right time. This piece of metal in the back of our property, you ever seen that metal pole in the back back there? You all seen that pole back there? You know, it's like finding a needle in a haystack, to have them put a cell tower pole on your property? Like you could start trying to research it and you could start trying to find people and say, I've got a piece of property, wanna do it? But they tell me, it's like find a needle in a haystack and they find you and they say, hey, can we use your property? And they chose us. And we had some wise people around us that said, now when you do this deal, this is how you do it, so you get future revenue off of that. And we did deal one, and we did deal two, and we did deal three over several different years, totaling over $500,000 off of a piece of metal that goes in the sky. We couldn't have planned that, church. That is God's goodness, God's hand over this Body saying, I am providing, I am taking care of you, selling two and a half acres of land. you all drive on Citation Boulevard at this end of the property? You're driving on our property because we sold two and a half acres of land in order for Citation Boulevard to go through. Now, we knew that was coming at some time, but we didn't know exactly when that was going to come. And when we were building this building, we were getting close to opening it And somehow there was an oversight or some rule we didn't know about called an Outer Perimeter Sewage System Fee. You got that? Yeah. O-P-S-S Fee for short. And we were within a couple months of opening this and we found out about the O-P-S-S Fee because when they put the sewage system on this side of town, any land developer had to go back 10 years and pay the fee to help cover the cost of that sewage system fee. Would you have any guess of how much that cost? $100,000 plus your $10,000 tap-on fee. So I want you to know, every time you go to the restroom here, it's expensive. <laughs> it is, all right? So that was just a couple of months before we were going to open, and we went, $100,000, that wasn't in the plan. And all of a sudden we get this offer, hey, we're going to buy your two and a half acres, and they paid us $180,000 and we paid for the fee. You cannot plan that kind of stuff. You understand what I'm talking about? And, and as your preacher, trust me, look at my grades from high school and college. You say, Brian didn't plan it. <laughs> There's no way. That's only God's hand because God is good. And he takes care of his church. And he takes care of his, his people. Almost a million dollars over 14 years that we've never planned for, that they just kind of fell into our lap, so to speak, quote, unquote. Because God is good. 2008, we started dreaming of building this facility, and the markets crashed. Securing financing was almost impossible, and God connected us with a man by the name of Doug Crozier, Doug is so sharp. He helped us navigate the financial challenges to get funding set up so we could build this first building. In 2010, then we move in this property and into our first building. And since then, we've been reaching more and more people, and more and more houses are getting built around us. In 2013, we we started this journey to add on to this addition, and the goal was to complete this debt-free. Like I said in there, we're not quite there 85% of the way, though. 85% 85% of the way, church, we want to finish this. I want to encourage you to give and give sacrificially. Let's finish this out and let's see if that can't happen this year that we finish this. And by the end of this year, we say, it's gone. But here's what we could not plan either. We said, okay, what are we going to do? We took a vote earlier this year amongst our members and said, if we don't have enough money, do you care if we go and get a loan to make this happen? And you, and you guys voted, uh, 94, 95% of you said, yeah, let's do that. We didn't know what was going to happen, but someone then came alongside and said, you know what, I want to see this happen. I'll give the church a 0% interest loan to finish this off. Just pay me back as you can. I can't plan that kind of stuff. So, said, I'll come alongside the church. I wish I could just kind of give it to you, but here, I'm going to help you out so that at least we don't have an interest and we're not going any further in the hole. But I want to pay that person back as quick as we can, Church. So let's dig in and let's give faithfully and trust God because God is good. If he's providing for you, then provide for his church and his kingdom. God is so good. James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift is from above. Think about that for a moment. Every good and perfect gift is from God above. The seat that you're sitting in today is a gift from God. The car that you drove here today is a gift from God. The job that you go to tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow evening is a gift from God. The clothes that are on your back are a gift from God. This addition that we open today is a gift from God. Every good and perfect gift is from God above coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows because God is good. From the humble beginnings of a machine shop garage to Meadowthorpe Elementary School to where we are today, we must always give God the glory. We don't do this on our own strength, church. We give him the glory. We give him the praise. We give him all the due. We're just along on a ride. We're just blessed to be part of the ride. And one day, they'll look back and say, man, look what God did in my church. Look what God did through me. Look what God did through us. And say, man, God, you are so good. From the Bolton Five with three little kids and diapers and pull-ups, to our launch team of about 35 people, to our charter members to now being a congregation that's 300-plus people that call Centerpoint home. God is doing a work here. God is working inside of us, and God is using this congregation. We've reached this great day of the ribbon cutting, but must I say, we cannot stop. We can't, church. There's too much at cost. People's lives are at cost. We must not stop being about our great mission. Matter of fact, this is where the real work actually begins. It's too easy to go, oh, Garrett, you got this new facility. It's wonderful. No, this is where the real work begins. The natural tendency of mankind now, after going through a big project, is to kick back and rest and put your feet up and rest on your laurels, so to speak. That's why the other day I said to my wife, honey, if I ever tell you, you want to build a building again, please shoot me. Because it's kind of like having a baby. You have that baby and you're like, i will never having another one. Something happens a year or two down the road. You kind of forget that. He said, let's have another baby. You know, so then you have more children, and that will happen here. Some of us are tired. Some of us are a little bit worn out. We're excited. But God may have more in store, and I believe he does, because I think that's why he's provided us this piece of property we're on. And so I want you to dream. I want you to pray. I want you to think, how is this property used to be a blessing to our community? How is this property used for God's kingdom purposes? What do we do with the rest of this green space? And so we pray for that, and then we'd be willing to be obedient to go where he wants us to go. We must not rest. We must not put it on cruise control. We must not bask in the accomplishment too long. Let's bask. Let's, let's, let's brag a little bit on God. Tell your friends tomorrow, you go, church, man, we had a great day. We opened it. What you did? What? Tell them about it, but point it all back to Christ and how good he is. We must enjoy today, but we must not stop because God is good and he's provided all along the way. But we must not quit on our mission of connecting people to Jesus, helping to center their lives on Christ, to see lives changed. If we're just going to build buildings, then let's just quit. Right? But if we're going to stay focused on the mission, help people know Jesus Christ, connect with Jesus Christ, walk with Jesus Christ, live in Jesus Christ, then we must not stop. Our mission field is huge. Take some friends around, they come in town, we drive around, they're like, they're building everywhere around here. Have you noticed already, homes across the street popping up? I mean, boom, 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 there's like five or six there. Basements are being dug out. Streetlights are going in. I mean, electricity is taking place. The apartment complex almost completed 500-some homes. Almost finished. All right here than a stone's throw around us, church. And if you drive around all these other neighborhoods and see, there are just rooftops galore. That means there are people galore who need to know about Jesus Christ. And must I say, church, I had a conversation with someone not long ago, and we were just just talking about the Bible. They didn't understand what the Old Testament was or the New Testament was. They didn't know what the Gospels were, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They didn't know where to turn. Right here in central Kentucky, someone who is seeking out Jesus, someone who's trying to understand. And maybe you're in that boat. Maybe you're in here going, man, that's me. But it's not just you. It's your neighbors. It's your coworkers. It's the people your kids go to school with. They're all right here in this area who, who know little to, to maybe nothing about Christ, and we have an opportunity being be implanted right in the middle of this growing area of town, to continue to reach out and share the message of Christ. We started on this journey in May 2013. We called it Compelled, taken from this verse of Scripture. I just want you to look at this verse. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Corinth. And he tells them, if we are out of our mind, he says, in other words, if we are crazy, as some say, it is for God. If someone ever tells you, Man, you're kind of a Jesus freak, or you're kind of crazy, you're out of your mind, say amen. Be excited about that. If someone tells you, man, you're really on fire, or you're really weird, or you're really different, because you're kind of in that religion stuff, that Jesus stuff, man, you just take that as a great compliment. Because that's what Paul was saying here. He says, if you're out of your mind, if you're crazy, as some say it is, it is for God. But if we're in our right mind, it's for you. He's like, if I'm thinking with my carnal mind, with my earthly mind, well, then, really, I'm just thinking the same way that you think, and there's no difference. And then he says, for Christ's love compels us. Compels us. That's a strong urge. Christ's love is what, is what moves us. Christ's love is, makes us do what we do. Christ's love is, is why a, a man by the name of George Irwin, I point out to you, would spend his vacation for five days in a row, ten hours a day, helping us out here. Christ's love compels us to do things that the world tells us you're crazy compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died and we just finished the series about the cross but if we really believe in it, then Christ's love compels us to go tell people, to go do something, to make room for more people, to, to share another Bible story, to open up my home, to volunteer for kids camp, to say, I'll be here every Tuesday in July, to share with a neighbor about who Jesus is, to talk to Christ, talk to people about who Christ is. That's Christ's love compels us to open our mouth, to put our, our feet to action, to make our hands work, to use our time and our talents and our energies for his kingdom. And purposes. Christ's love compels us because He died, and He died for all. That those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for Him who died for them and was raised again. We must not quit church. We must not lay back and rest and say, We've arrived. We must continue to be compelled by the love of Christ continue to be compelled with his energy and, and with his strength and with his mission to continue the mission that he has given us. And so, church, we must uh, enjoy today, celebrate today, be proud about today. But, church, our mission field is, is ripe for harvest. We are surrounded by hundreds, thousands of people who need to know Jesus. And so as we celebrate today and open this facility, I just draw your mind, church, to be a church of prayer, to be a church of inviting, to be a church of grace, to be a church that, that has a heart that's broken for the lost, for people who know, need to know Christ, to be a church people who will put in together your, your time and your talent and your treasure for God's kingdom purposes. Bow your heads with me. Father God, today we celebrate you. Today we honor you. Today we praise you. Today, Lord, we rejoice in what has taken place in this red ribbon celebration. But Father, may we not kick back and just rest and say, okay, we're done. God, you have so much more beyond what we can see or what we can even imagine so many more hopes and dreams and desires and plans and purposes for this fellowship center point christian church lord one of your churches father help us to keep our eyes open help us to continually seek you help us to be obedient with listening ears, and be obedient where you lead us. Help us to go where you want us to go. Help us to do what you want us to do. Help us to reach. Help us to love. Help us to care. Help us to share the name of Jesus in this community, Father. God, we honor you, we praise you, and we thank you for all that you have done. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.